Lord gave me a word to minister. Uh, it's called gaining the victory. Gaining the victory. I want to go to Galatians. We're going to go to two script, uh, two parts of the Bible, two scriptures. Galatians 6, verse 9 and 10. Amen. Let's all read it together. Now, let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not, what? Lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Second Thessalonians 3.13. Everyone, real nice and loud. But be, as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your presence that's here. And Lord God, we ask, Lord, uh, that you would uh, just uh, use these lips to minister your word and that there is someone here who needs to hear what is being ministered this morning about not getting weary in well-doing and gaining the victory. So Lord, I ask that uh, these words would go forth and they will be consumed in the heart and the mind of those who need it. And they will use it in the days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have you ever prayed for someone, maybe even uh, yourself? You've prayed and you pray for someone else, you've prayed for your family, and you've prayed for yourself, or you've prayed for them to be delivered from something. You're out there, you're praying hard, deliver my son, or deliver my daughter, or deliver my husband, my wife, whatever, uh, bring him to the Lord, and we pray harder and harder. And it seems as if your prayers are not even getting through. It's just a boom, just a wall. And you pray, you pray harder, and you pray harder, but you just can't not get through. The Bible says that whatsoever we bind on earth is bind in heaven. So my question is, why do we appear to not be having the victory. Because whatever we bind, come on, on earth is bound in heaven. Well, I want to look at a situation. Perhaps we need to look at this situation. And a situation with, with Moses and the Israelites. Maybe that would help us here a little bit this morning. Because the Bible says in Ephesians 6.12, that we what? Struggle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and the forces of evil. In James 4, 7, it says, it admonishes us to resist, what? The devil, and he will flee from you. Now, in Moses' case, 
He had escaped from Egypt, and he's in the wilderness for 40 years, and he's there before God, could, uh, God called him to go back and to free the Israelites. At the burning bush, God calls him, I want you to go back, and I want you to free the Israelites. Now, we know that if you know the story well, I'm sure a lot of us do, Moses was very reluctant to return to Egypt. And he began making excuses as to why he wasn't the person that God really wanted. How many have done that? I'm really not the person you want. I'm really not the person uh, you want to pray for that one. I'm really uh, not that spiritual. Let me call the elders. Let me call pastor. Let me call sister so-and-so. Let me call uh, brother so-and-so. You know, I'm just not the person. You see, he preferred to let others fight to free those in bondage But God had chosen him. He didn't choose nobody else. He chose him. He didn't chose uh, somebody else or another person. He chose Moses. And sometimes he chooses us to pray for that one. Or to pray for ourselves. You see, saints, once... God has chosen us to do a job for him. It is best that we do it faithfully. And we do it right. Even though God had said he would deliver the Hebrews. And that he had sent Moses. The people did not believe because it appeared as if nothing was really changing. Nothing was happening. Everything was the same. How many have felt that way? I've prayed, I've prayed, and nothing is happening. Everything's the same. Same old, same old. Moses goes back to the Lord, and he says, Ever since I went back to Pharaoh, who Pharaoh is a what? He's a, uh, uh, a type of Satan. Even... Since I went back to Pharaoh, and I went back to speak in your name, he has brought trouble upon this people, and you have not rescued your people at all. Oh, even though I have prayed, I have done this, you still haven't done anything. How many times have we said, God, I've been praying. And believing, yet nothing, absolutely nothing, seems to change. He is still doing the same thing. It has been five years, ten years, twenty years, twenty-five years. I don't know how long. It's still the same old, same old. I've been to you before about this problem, and it still hasn't changed. He doesn't listen. We we always start blaming it on him. He doesn't listen. You see, what Moses did not realize was that the fight, and what we need to realize, and Moses didn't realize, 
was that the fight would be long and hard. And sometimes it is long. And sometimes it is hard. You see, one demonstration, one touch at the altar, didn't get the job done. Even though God had said He would bring deliverance, Moses had to do something. He had to fight. And he had to fight frequently. And he had to fight persistently. And he had to do it persistently in the natural to bring about the release of the Israelites. Not only in prayer, but also in the natural. Not only in the spirit, but in the natural. He had to be persistent. And he had to do it frequently. He had to go before Pharaoh. Not once. Not twice. But he had to go to Pharaoh several times. And he had to remind him that God was more powerful and that ultimately the victory belonged to God. We need to get and go and say, Satan, he is my God, is more powerful than you are. He had to remind God. Their deliverance did not come easily. And sometimes it doesn't come easily. How long had the Israelites been in bondage? Forty years. In bondage, forty years. You see, the longer the period of bondage, the harder we struggle for release. The longer it goes on, the harder we think we, oh, I prayed enough. It's just been too much. I don't know if I could go anymore. I don't know. It just seems to be a lost cause. I can't go. I can't do it no more. You see, this is why, saints, we are to resist the enemy. We are to resist the devil so that he will flee from us before we become enslaved. And then we say, it ain't going to happen. And we give up. And then before you know, we give up on God. Well, he never did. It's a life. Come on now. See, when Moses told the Israelites that God said he would redeem them. He, didn't, he, he did not listen to him because of... They, they didn't listen to Moses because of their discouragement and their cruel bondage. Sometimes that person is not going to listen because he's discouraged, because he's so much in bondage. Come on. He's not going to listen. You see, in the natural, it didn't look as if anything was changing. Each time that Moses went before Pharaoh, it appeared that things got worse, not better. You ever do that? 
You pray, you pray, you pray, and it's he, the person's getting worse, you're getting worse. It's not getting any better. I don't know what the heck is happening here. You know, there's still a lot of drugs. Before you know it, it goes to jail. Come out of jail. Go back to jail. Come on, I know what I'm talking about. Come on, I know what I'm talking about. It causes doubt. Before you know it, it causes unbelief. I've been praying for 20 years. And it's still the same thing. Still he hasn't changed. Or still she hasn't changed. Or still they haven't changed. The Hebrews had given up. But Moses and Aaron persisted. Why? Because God had said he would deliver him. That happened to you. You go before God and it gets worse. It gets worse. It doesn't get any better. But you got to hold on and you got to say, God said it. I believe it. I know it's going to happen. The word of God said that he, my, my whole household will be saved. Well, my whole household will serve, the, will serve God. I know it's going to happen. You, you said it, and I'm going to do it. God has spoken, and God cannot lie. He has spoken it, and he cannot lie. I believe that my children, my grandchildren, will be on this pla- platform with me, whatever platform it is, ministering the word. I'm going to believe it, and I'm going to pray it. Come on, saints. Don't give up. Don't give up on that son. Come on. How many got sons that are, that are hurting? Come on. Come on. Come on. How many got grandsons? <laughs> How many got great-grandsons? Great. Come on. God said it. Believe it. Because he cannot lie. He cannot lie. See, each time that Moses went before Pharaoh, it it began to appear as if Pharaoh would relent. But then victory seemed to elude God's people once more. Oh, it's going to happen. Look at that. He's getting better. Oh, hallelujah. (sighs) Jesus. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, he looks great. Notice that it was Moses and Aaron. God didn't just use Moses. Listen to me, saints. He used Moses and Aaron, brothers. Brothers who were continually before Pharaoh demanding the release of the people. You see, saints, if we are deeply enslaved by something we probably cannot free ourselves. I'm talking about ourselves now. A lot of times we can't free ourselves. We need brothers and we need sisters in Christ to pray for us. We need to get the body of Christ to pray for one another. 
He didn't just say, you go do it yourself. We need the body of Christ. We need brothers and sisters. God's Word says to bear one another's burdens. Hallelujah. And yes, we are our brother's keepers. What would have been the outcome if Moses and Aaron had given up when the going seemed fruitless? You know what? I forget it. This is the fourth time we're going there. He's not going to listen. We put snakes in front of him, this turn, this thing, that thing. Let's just give up. See, years ago, if I would have which I almost did. I've told the story before. I just give up on my father-in-law and mother-in-law, which I did. And I was in ministry. But my wife didn't give up. I was whistling outside the hospital door while she was still ministering to him because they said that old Irish guy would never know the Lord. That you call me in. He says he wants to talk to you. And he says, Oh, Phil, will God forgive me? And I said, Yes, he will, one. And he got touched by God. You see, we can never, ever give up. Never give up. My father in law, my father, we never gave up. And I'm not going to give up for my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren. Don't give up. You see, sometimes in our prayers for others, we often take our eyes off the Lord and forget what he has told us. We take our eyes off the situation and we forget what God has said we begin to feel we are getting nowhere. We begin listening to Pharaoh's voice, telling us we're never going to see the victory. You will never see the victory. You could forget about it. He's getting worse. Look, he's back in jail. Look, he did it again. Yeah, that's what happens. Wrong. Wrong. God wants to see his people free. Come on, give the Lord praise. He wants to see his people free. In spite of all the plagues, in spite of all those things that God said, Pharaoh still would not let the people go. Then came the time when God told the Israelites what their responsibilities were. Now, the Israelites have a responsibility. They were so close to their deliverance. It was right there. 
And it was time for them to begin to prepare for freedom. So God says, kill the lamb. Put the blood over the doors. Then eat the meal as God has prescribed. But how many know, saints, our lamb, Jesus, has already been slain. But we are to feast on his word and apply his blood over our doors. And our doors are the mind. We need to take the word and pour it into our mind. Because the mind is the entry point where the enemy gets in. And we have to feed on the word of God. Constantly, because the Word of God washes away. And it, come on, in the mind, because it's the entry point. We need to remain under the blood, under the Word. We need to remain there, keeping on our helmet of salvation, casting down imaginations, and casting down all wrong thoughts that it will never happen. Yes, it will. Because God said it in His Word. It's going to happen. And I'm going to believe it. We need to start changing some thinking. Now, when the Israelites commenced their preparation, they began to grasp the closeness and the reality of their deliverance. Saints, only when we cooperate with God, only when we cooperate with God, do we begin to realize his awesome presence and his awesome power. We need to start cooperating with God. Start cooperating with our own flesh. To cooperate with God. You see, they were to prepare for a quick exit. A quick getting out. Because when God is ready, and when God is ready to deliver someone, there should be no time wasted looking back. No time to doubt. No time to question. Just do what we are told to do. Just do it. We know the commercial. Just do it. See, God checks our obedience. And at this point, to see if we really are ready to be free. Now, if the people still questioned Moses in God's word, if they had not done what was required, they probably would never have gained their freedom because God required cooperation from them. See, a lot of times we need to be delivered from things. We want everybody else to be delivered, but we really need to be delivered from a lot of things. 
Come on, saints. Now, was that the end of their struggle? No. That was not the end of their struggle. The Bible says the Israelites went out up out of Egypt armed for battle. They were armed for battle, yet they lost heart when things looked hopeless as they were seemingly trapped by the Red Sea. It looked hopeless. But how many know God was and is faithful? Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Stand firm. I tell you this morning, don't be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring. The Egyptian that you see today, you will never see again. Exodus 14, 14, because the Lord will fight for you, you need only to be still and read the word and bring the word into your mind. God delivered them from their bondage. And we must remember, he is the same today as he was back then. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is still a God of deliverance. Amen? How many believe that this morning? I tell you I'm not going to be long. Some of you still got turkey left. See, saints, when we are praying and believing others to be released from whatever has them bound, we need to remember a few things. We need to remember that it took time. Don't lose heart because it takes time. It takes persistence. And it takes cooperation with God's directions to finally bring about total, total deliverance. If God said it, he will do it. Our job, I mean, we have a job, and our job is to be sure we are doing our part, which is to never give up. How many go to their part? Never give up. Never give up, and to and to hold accountable that one needing to be set free. So that when things begin to look better, back in Egypt, come on, they need to be accountable. Because things will start looking better back in Egypt. And when things start to look better back in Egypt, he or she will not give in to the temptation to return to that place of bondage. They have to be held accountable. That may take some time on your part. Oh, well, hallelujah. They got saved at the, at the altar. Glory to God. Good Jesus. That was the church's problem. Hallelujah. Now he's, all he's got to do is listen to pastor's word. Good Jesus. <laughs> you know, if he has a problem, I'll send him to Jody. <laughs> She's the counselor. 
Oh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll call one of the elders. They'll, they'll help. Oh, pastor will help. You, how many, I, I just minister. You are ministers. You are ministers. You hold that person accountable. She's my granddaughter who lives in Hawaii now. I held her accountable. She got saved. She had to come to my house. She had to learn. She learned first principles at my kitchen table. Come on. Hold accountable. Oh, I'll send her somewhere else. I'll send them somewhere else. They don't do it over there. Come on. You could do it. You could do it. Oh, I don't know the Bible as well. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. I don't have the words to speak. Yes, you do. God says, just open your mouth. He'll give you the words. Saints, God is faithful and watches over his word to perform it. So when we begin to lose faith, because we can't see any immediate change, we need to remember what he has already done and keep our eyes on Jesus for each and every victory, no matter how small, for we shall reap if we faint not. Give the Lord praise this morning.